Hello, and welcome to the TN Andy Perspectives Podcast. I hope everybody's doing well out there. I'm actually on my own today, so it probably won't be long, but we'll try to drop some perspective on you, some knowledge maybe, and hopefully we can help somebody out. We've been, uh, <clears throat> I'm a football coach. My wife owns multiple businesses. We we own a dance studio. Our kids are young, growing, trying to achieve milestones in their life. And with all of those things, naturally comes the word goals. We teach it in school. If you're an employee somewhere, your your owners are pushing you towards goals. If you're an owner of a business, you're pushing your employees towards goals. And I'm kind of here today to maybe give a different perspective on that. Maybe we should investigate goal setting and what that really is and what that really means and does it actually work? Or is there a better way? Is goals possibly hurting our progress? So let's get to it. We all know all the goal setting things, right? Like everybody understands smart goals. I think if you don't, <coughs> it's okay. I think everybody does because I teach high school and it's like in every curriculum. But SMART is an acronym. Start stands for S specific, M measurable, A attainable, R realistic. And in my version, T stands for time. Meaning that we want to we want to be able to accomplish our goals by a certain time. So, if I was to say to you that setting goals is a bad idea, I think a lot of people would revolt against me. They would not be happy about that. But I'm just saying it might be it might be a bad idea. Let's let's get some perspective on it. Let's study into it a little bit. Is it bad for you to set? Goals. I think that one thing that setting goals leads to, that's a negative, <laughs> is it leads you to overfocus on one thing. And our lives are so dimensional. There's so many dimensions going on in our everyday lives. If we're just focusing on one thing all the time, we're not doing a great job on the other things. And goal, goal setting can very well lead to that, over-focusing on one general vicinity. So, example, if I want to lose 20 pounds, all I think about all day long maybe is how am I going to lose 20 pounds? Maybe I'm not eating or maybe I'm only eating these kind of foods or maybe I only think about when I can get to to, to the gym to exercise. Meanwhile, as a parent of five and a husband, what am I leaving out while I'm thinking about all those things or not eating or doing all these things differently because I'm over-focused on this goal to lose 20 pounds? Interesting thought. What am I leaving out because I'm so focused on this deal over here? <clears throat> I think there's there's multiple studies out there 
the goal set the say goal setting leads to unethical behavior like cheating. And I think that's safe to I think we can all safely like understand that. If you're not meeting your goal, maybe you cheat a little bit <laughs> to try to catch up, to try to make sure you get your criteria. Especially if you're working in the world of sales and you're not meeting the goal set out by your sales manager, maybe you do something unethical to try to bump your sales up. And I don't think that's good for us on any level. I feel like, okay, we did bump our, we did something unethical to bump up our sales, but we know we did that and we know it was unethical. And whether we want to admit it consciously to ourselves or not, subconsciously, we know that we did something wrong. And I think anytime we, we knowingly do wrong, we pay for that. I don't think those kind of things are, are free. I think when we do things wrong, you know, it's like karma. It'll come around. I hate to say karma because it's so overused, but I feel like when you do something wrong, it's going to come back somehow to get you. Whether that's actually a physical thing that happens or whether your subconscious just wears on you. One way or the other, it's going to come around. <clears throat> One thing that I wrote down that I think might be surprising to people was I think that goal setting can lower your self-image because I've set a million goals. Let's use as an example, how many of us have set a New Year's goal? Um, I think so many people do that. And studies show that like nobody accomplishes those. So we're setting these goals out for ourselves and we're going, oh, I'm going to go accomplish this thing. And then uh, we don't. And again, what is that behavior telling us? I, I don't think any behavior is free. I try to tell my athletes or my own kids, none of your behavior is free. So when I'm training my athletes for for speed or something like that, I say, none of your movement is free. Everything you're doing is teaching your body something. So when we're setting goals and then like just dismissing them and not accomplishing them, that's not free. You're teaching your subconscious. I don't have to do that. I don't have to do that. Or, and then your subconscious comes back and tells you, you know, all of a sudden you feel like you're not, you're not that cool of a person. You're not up to par because you didn't accomplish your, your big goal that you set. So, can it make you have a lower self-image? Absolutely. Goals restrict our happiness. And I, and I think I saw this in my own life. Uh, because at one point in my life, I was so hyper-focused on football. I didn't know there was anything else going on. I mean, this is not a one point. This was a long time in my life, like 15 years, 10 to 15 years, where that's all I focused on. That was it. And during that time span, I feel like I missed out on a ton of opportunities where if I would have been a little more well-rounded in my approach, I could have got the same amount of things accomplished 
And I could have had a more well-rounded, happier life during those years. I had to learn that after I got done playing football. And it took me some time. It took me years after I got done playing football because I think the goals of making it to the NFL and making it to the top level. And then when I got there, I was like, I don't know what else to do now. So it rest- it can restrict your happiness, especially if you just over-focus on it. <clears throat> Which leads to goal-stopping progress, right? Like that happened to me. So when I got out of when I got done playing football and I had this massive goal of playing in the NFL I literally I got married to Tia which was you know an awesome thing that I did and probably the best thing I've done in my entire life but I didn't progress anymore for a long time like mentally, I, I scraped through every day and I worked hard every day and I got a job and I worked and I improved my my knowledge base. But all of a sudden, there was just, I didn't know what the next step was. So this, this is more targeted. What I'm talking to specifically is this is really targeting on this level, higher end performers. They have these 1% goals, and when they reach them, all of a sudden progress stops because we've been so hyper-focused on getting to that 1%. What's next? Or what what happens when that 1% is taken away from us? What do we do next? And that's a really hard – I think we there's enough studies out there of professional athletes leaving sports and just totally – you know, not knowing what to do with their life. I think that's part of the deal. It's part of the goal system. The last thing I want to really address is, is goal setting truly functional? And when I say functional, I mean, if I'm going to put something to work in my life and say that this thing is functional, it's got to work like 80% of the time. So is goal setting on an 8 out of 10 role, is goal setting functional? And I would have to say no, it's not. Not the way we currently view it. Not the way we currently look at it. And maybe not everybody looks at it the same. Remember, this is just perspective. This is my perspective. But the way we currently view goals, it's setting these big goals and making them time-bound and measurable and everything else, is it truly functional outside of a laboratory or outside of a confined, forced space in real life? Is it functional in real life? If my car cannot get me to school, (laughs) well, I would say five out of five days a week, But if my car can't get me out of school every week, four out of five days, I got to get a new car or I got to get it fixed or I got to do something different. And that's basically what we're talking about here. If something is not 80% effective and probably higher, I mean, we probably really should go a little higher, but I'm just saying the floor here, 80% effective, we should probably get rid of it out of our life because now we're wasting more than 20% of 
amount of time allotted to that, which adds up over time. We only have a finite amount of time with 24 hours in a day, 365 days a year, et cetera, et cetera. You guys get the picture. So we only have so much time. And if something is not going to be over 80% effective, I don't know if we should be using it. And just go back for one year in your life. Look at the goals you set over the last year. Have you accomplished 80% of the goals you set? And if you haven't, then maybe it's time to reevaluate that process. I know I haven't. And I'm a big goal setter, which is what we're going to get to is what I think is the problem. So big goals, not that great. So now, now we've jumped down this path of, oh, we, goals are not good. The goals are bad for all of these reasons. Let me let me read them off to you here real quick. Leads to over-focus, leads to cheating and unethical behavior, leads to a lower self-image, restricts happiness. Is, is it truly functional and can stop progress? I mean, those are big, those are big statements I made here. So I just, you know, a basic human structure that we all have kind of learned, kind of just bashed it a little bit. But I don't 100% believe that goals are bad. I feel like the way we are viewing goals in today's culture and learning goals in today's culture is not great. I think goals are good. But I think we need to restructure in our mind the way we view that and the way we approach it. So here's my perspective, my thought process, my proposal to you guys. Rather than having these smart goals and these big you know, if I'm a if I'm an owner of a company, I'm going to my sales force and saying, hey, everybody's got to sell 3,000 units a month. Rather than doing <clears throat> things of that nature, or if I'm an individual and I want to lose weight, or I'm in that space right now, rather than saying, hey, I'm going to set this goal to, to lose 50 pounds. Or if I'm a football coach, I like to liken everything to sports. Football's great. Hey, we want to score 42 points a game, which is a lot, by the way. If we want to set that goal, we can't set this goal and then look at the scoreboard and wait for it to count up to 42. That does not work like that. So by setting goals, it's almost like we focus on the end result and we forget about everything it takes to do the goal. We got to break these things down. So I'm proposing that, hey, instead of setting these big goals, I'm getting rid of the word goal, and I'm going to say I have a vision. I have a vision in the football world, let's say. We want to have a vision to score 42 points a game. What does that look like? I got to take that vision and go, how are we going to do that? We got to be faster. We got to be stronger. We got to be smarter. We got to be more explosive. Okay. So I broke it down a little bit. We also got to break those down. How do we get stronger? How do we get faster? How do we get more explosive? How do we get more intelligent? 
into these daily practices, okay? And what I'm going to identify our daily practices as is structure, like a building. I want to identify it as structure because I want you in your mind to think of it as a building. And I'm just, we're building a structure. So rather than me focusing on, okay, we're going to score 42 points a game or we're going to win a championship or whatever, I want to break that vision that I'm having, not a goal, but a vision, down into these small bricks. We're going to work out this many days a week. We're going to do... We're going to do these kind of workouts twice a week, these kind of workouts four days a week. We're going to have everything programmed and everything works hand in hand. And every day, see, see, now I've broken this down into this little structure that basically every 24 hours that my football team has, I'm accomplishing a goal and I'm putting that goal down in, in my structure. And eventually, I'm going to put enough of my accomplished 24-hour goals down into this structure that it's going to be what I want it to be. So the revisiting our vision, I think we have to, our visions have to be, they have to, they have to be, they have to progress. So that's another thing with setting a goal. A goal never really, it's here. This is what the goal is. It's not changing. But if I have a vision and then I have broken it down into a structure that I can accomplish every day in order to achieve that vision, it's a vision. Visions change. Visions progress. Visions get better and visions adjust. And the structure underneath it can adjust, and we can be a little bit more progressive. We can be a little bit quicker to move in the direction we want to do. But most importantly, what am I doing every day? Every day that I that I take my team out and I do this little structural thing that I've broken this giant vision down into, I'm accomplishing that. And my subconscious is going, you're a winner today. You won today. And I think that that's a big that's a big sentence. I won today. I think it's a big sentence that we all should develop in our life because really when we set these big long-term goals, we're trying to win like these one year, three months, six month ventures when that's hard. It's hard to do. And you lose sight of focus of a lot of other things. But if you just focus on your structure, here's my vision over here. I broke it down to what I got to do. I'm going to win today by making sure I lay this brick in my structure. Boom. All of a sudden, 365 days later, I've laid 365 bricks. And all of a sudden, we got something going here. We got, whether that's a in a business world, in a sales force, Hey, what if you didn't tell your employees to go 3,000 3, units? What if you broke 3,000 units down into what it's necessary to accomplish one unit and make them do that 100 times a day or whatever? But you break down these big goals into these little structural balls and bricks and you 
and you have a vision that if we do enough of these structural bricks, we're no doubt 100% going to reach our vision and surpass it. So when I talk to kids, like older kids that I've had and coached that are being successful in life, I always talk about, hey, we got to have a broader perspective. We got to, okay, it's great that we're focusing on football and we're making it as far as we can. And we need to put all of our marbles in that basket. However, that cannot be everything. That can't encompass our life. We have to be a well-rounded individual. So while you're doing that, because that provides you so much free time when you're doing stuff like that, what are we accomplishing to set us up for our greater vision, our life vision? Are we taking care of our college courses, setting ourselves up here, or if we're getting paid already? Are we taking care of our finances and our big vision one block at a time? You know, it works so good. Like, what if you if you tell a 10-year-old to invest $10 a month? I don't think that 10-year-old understands that concept or has the ability to. But if you broke that down to like saying, hey, if you just if you if you save ten dollars a month, or if you if you save what is that down to a day? You know what I mean? That's ooh, 30, 30 days. How much can you save at ten cents a day? If you can do ten cents a day to a ten year old and say, Hey, your goal every day is to get ten cents. And every every week that you accomplish this. I'm going to give you a little reward. And we're now teaching this 10-year-old structural savings techniques. And if they actually do that for the first 10 years of their life and then don't ever touch that money till they're 60, they got enough money to live on. But we're not telling them, hey, you got to save money so that when you're 65, you can retire. You need, and this is what I learned. Like when I started learning finances in school, it was the the whole Hey, well, you need this exact dollar amount when you retire so you can retire comfortably. And so that should be your goal. I don't know that that works. I really think we got to take it back to structural blocks, teaching our 10-year-olds to put 10 cents in a piggy bank every day (laughs) on a financial-wise, in a business-wise, teaching our employees, here's the blocks, here's the blocks we got to lay today. And we got to lay these same structural blocks every day. It has to be structured. It can't be like, you know, Vincent Van Gogh all over the place. It has to be structured. Boom, 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 boom. Somebody comes in and looks at it, it might look like it's all over the place. But as long as you have a great structure in place and the people that are with you understand it, you're going to get where you want. And your and your goal supplanted by a vision can progress and change and move and get better over time. So if we can, I'm just voting perspective wise, you guys can hit us up on all these social media sites if you think I'm wrong. But honestly, the most important thing to me that I've learned over the couple, two years, last couple of years of my life is I think our mental health needs a change in the way we think about goals. I think we're beating ourselves up too much. 
Here's our big goal. We got to accomplish it. Well, let's give our give our subconscious, our self, a reward every day rather than beating ourselves up and then not accomplishing those goals at less than an 80% rate. You know, hey, if I'm laying bricks every day, but I miss two out of 10 days, I mean, that's overcomable. You know, I get sick or something happens. I have to miss something in my in my big, you know. So I go back to the goal me and Tia have set to get in better shape, which was we're going to we're going to exercise with our heart heart rates at 120 beats a minute for 20 minutes a day. 20 minutes, that's it. And then I'm out. I'm not going to hyper focus on this losing weight, getting in shape goal. But if I if I say I can if I could just lay that brick, you know, five days a week, which was the goal, and I do it consistently for a year, I'm going to be in a really good spot. So rather than setting these big goals about losing weight or gaining more intelligence or reading 37 books or whatever we're going to do, just break that down into a smaller structure. And I promise like your, your mental health will improve because you're getting a win and wins are important for us mentally. Every think about it. Every time you get a victory, your morale improves. (coughs) You should write it down, take a book. And every time you get a victory, write it down and write down how you feel about it. But I promise you, every time you have a victory, your morale improves and your self-image improves. So why not break our goals into visions and break those visions down into structural things that we can be victorious over every day? And every day we're getting a win. Every day we're, we're going to bed at night with a win under our belt. And every day our morale improves a little more. Our self-image improves a little more. We get a little bit closer to our vision, whatever that vision is. And I think this can work in all scopes of life. So just some perspective today, a short one. Maybe we should think about visions and structures rather than big goals. Just a thought. We'll see you guys next time. We'll have a bunch of episodes coming out pretty quick. We're grateful for you guys for listening. Always, always grateful to have you guys part of our family. So we'll see you next time.